Welcome to the People Powered Business Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Lee Billet. If you employ staff, engage contractors, or rely on people to help deliver your products or services, you're in the right place. Join us each week as we dive in to uncover what makes people tick, learn the best strategies and tactics to build an amazing team, and most importantly, discover how you, the business owner or leader, can unleash the power of your people to help create the successful business you deserve. Let's get started. Hi, it's Christy Lee here and welcome to episode number 99 of the People Powered Business Podcast. 99 episodes, can you believe it? That's a lot. It's a lot. And I'm super excited because next episode for our 100th episode, I'm going to bring you a really special episode to celebrate 100 episodes of the podcast. For those who have been regular listeners, I truly, truly appreciate it. It is uh, quite extraordinary for me to think that we are and 100 episodes here of the podcast. So I'm very, very excited for episode number 99 today. Now, today I'm bringing you a quick snippet, a little bit of a technical tip, really, when it comes to hiring new employees. And today we're going to talk about work trials and, and specifically unpaid work trials. And some of you may be thinking, oh, I didn't know that was an option. Others of you may be using this strategy as part of your hiring process. So today I thought we would unpack what, what you can and can't do with a work trial when they're great to use, and also just some warnings about when you might be overstepping the mark and um, sort of heading out of trial zone, basically. But these work trials are an awesome tool to use when you are hiring staff, particularly if you are hiring staff for something where you want your team member, that person that you're looking to bring into your team, to demonstrate to you that they have a certain aptitude or some skills that are relevant to the role. And this, look, to be honest, I think these are best used for lower, I don't want to say lower level positions, more entry level positions where, you know, the resume isn't going to tell you all of the things you need to know. And an interview isn't going to tell you all of the things you need to know. You kind of need to see some real life Skills, but this could also be really effectively used in a trade environment, um, or as an alternative to a um, portfolio of work being presented as part of a recruitment campaign. Now, work trials are effectively where you are just asking the potential new employee who you're considering hiring to complete some sort of trial to allow you to assess their skills and abilities to do the job. So it is just a trial. And I think that's really important to know. This is not a two or three day affair. This is an ability for you to see if they can do the job. Now, the length of time it's going to take to do that, of course, depends on the job that they're going for. If you are hiring a, um, a barista for your cafe, it's only going to take you an hour or two to tell you whether this person can make all the different types of coffees and they understand how to keep the place clean and they can interact with customers, right? But if you're um, looking at someone for your electrical or landscaping or trades business, you might need a half a day or even a day to really assess that they have the full scope of skills that you're looking for, they can stick it out for the day, they get along with the team, all of those kind of things. So in terms of how long a work trial can go for, it really is just long enough for you to assess their skills and, and expertise for the role. So anything from an hour through to one shift, which might be a day, but in my opinion, anything longer than that is too long and you're overstepping the mark. 
but they are great to use for those purposes. So I find them really, really useful when you're looking at practical hands-on skills or like I shared earlier, when you're looking at a position where you want to see some level of expertise. Now, if we're looking at, for example, a graphic designer, you might ordinarily get this person to submit a portfolio of work or even to do a sample piece of work like a project that you give them that is, again, only going to take a small amount of time. That is, in effect, a type of a work trial. It's just not supervised effectively, but it is very similar. So an alternative to that in a work trial sense would be to have them come into the office for maybe two hours and to give them a piece of work that would usually take an hour or so and to ask them to complete it. That's simple. And it will give you an idea for how they approach that project, the type of quality of work that they submit and how they just generally, you know, approach that design piece. So can you see how from that practical perspective, these can be really, really valuable. Look, in all honesty, sometimes even more valuable than an interview in telling you whether this person has what it takes to do the job. Also really effective when you've got a couple of people who are tied at the top of the ladder in terms of who you're looking to employ. They both interviewed well. They've both got great resumes. They both present brilliantly, communicate well, all of those things, And but you've only got one position. A work trial is a great way to tell them apart and to see which one is actually the best fit for your team. So they are really, really great. Now, when we're talking about unpaid work trials, it is important to know that the Fair Work Act actually has some rules around this. This is not just totally made up. There are rules and restrictions around what you can do here. And really what they're looking for is for the length of these trials, as I said, to be no no longer than needed in order to really assess um, the skills for the position. So a couple of hours, maybe a four-hour shift, but really not much longer than that. So if you are looking at, you know, that all sounds great, but I need a longer period of time, that's when I'd suggest you're probably pushing the mark and what you should be doing is engaging this person as a casual in order to assess their suitability for the role. Now, that's, you know, if you're looking at any more than a day, that's really, really what you should be doing, definitely. Some of the other rules that uh, Fair Work have in place around work trials is the need for this person to be supervised 100% of the time, like literally not left to their own devices. That's part of the requirements of this being an actual trial and not you getting free labor out of all of the applicants for your job, is that they are directly supervised 100% of the time. And if they're not, you need to pay them. So if this is a trial shift where you plan to kind of leave them to their own devices, that's okay, but you need to pay them as a casual. It's not a free work trial situation. So just be aware of those nuances because it does um, it does matter from the fair work perspective and you'd hate to end up with a, a claim for payment on your hands that you didn't expect to have. So you can absolutely use a longer form of a trial or have someone unsupervised, you just need to pay them rather than it being a free work trial, but still can be very valuable before going down the path of actually hiring them to work more permanently in your business. Now, the other thing I think it's important to flag with work trials is it's really hard to do a work trial with someone that's currently employed. And sometimes the expectation of someone to take a day off work to do a work trial with you is a little unfair, particularly if it's a role that um, you know, if they're a casual, for example, and they don't get paid if they're not at work, it's a bit unfair, I think, just, you know, just genuinely in my opinion, to ask them to take a day off their work to do a work trial. So I'd be looking for ways around that if I was you, getting them in on a day where they're not rostered to work as a casual, maybe even getting them in outside of normal hours um, so they're not having to miss work. But the same would apply for someone who is a permanent. Whilst they could take a day of leave and a day of sick leave, 
that's not the kind of person you want, really. Someone that's willing to take a day off to trial for a different job, is it? You think about the reverse happening to you. So again, I'd be really entering into some honest conversations with the applicant and say, look, we'd love for you to do a work trial. We appreciate you working right now. How can we make this work? Maybe they're happy to come in for half a day on a Saturday to do the work trial. Perhaps they um, they finish their other job at three and you still are working through to five so they can do a, a couple of hours or a two couple of hour shifts with you to to facilitate that trial. If you talk to people really honestly about it and say, this is this is our process, we like to do a trial, it makes sure it's the right fit for everyone before we move forward. Um, we, you know, this is how we usually do it. How can we make this work? Someone will make it work for you. If they really want to work for you, they will help make it work. But I don't think we should have an expectation that someone is going to lose money in order to attend a work trial with us. And, and I've seen businesses do that and you don't attract the best people when you take that approach to things. So it's not my recommendation. But I just wanted to share with you today on the podcast that work trials are a really, really valuable part of your recruitment campaign. They are really helpful in determining whether or not someone actually has the skills that you need. I don't think that they do away with the rest of the things that we need to do when we're hiring staff, but they do add value. And so if you're hiring for roles that are hands-on, practical, when you need to see whether someone can do the task, um, how they go about their work, whether they can produce the quality of work that you need, they can be a great addition to hiring staff and something you definitely want to consider. But just make sure if you are doing an unpaid work trial, you are compliant with the Fair Work Act. Check the Fair Work website. All the rules are there. And just make sure that you are being compliant with what you need to do and not taking advantage. But they're a great tool. And if that's you, I encourage you to use them. So I just wanted to bring you that really bite-sized episode of the podcast today to, um, to give you that insight and to see whether that might be useful in your business. Now, before I go today, as always, I have an invitation for you and that is to join us over on our free Facebook group, HR Support for Australian Businesses. Over there, you can connect with other like-minded business owners, leaders and managers who are all building their teams and experiencing similar situations to what you may be. So come and join the discussion. If you head over to Facebook groups and search HR Support for Australian Businesses, you will find us there or simply go to today's show notes, which you will find at peoplepoweredbusiness.com, episode number 99, and I will have the link right there for you. That is a wrap for today's super short episode for you. Thank you for joining me. And I absolutely cannot wait to join you next week for our 100th episode. It's going to be a huge celebration. We're going to have some very, very special things for you. So um, please join us for our 100th episode next week. That's it for me for today. Thanks, everyone. Have a fabulous week. And I'll talk to you again next week here on the podcast. Mm -hmm.